G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. On a Thursday, we like to check in with Family Voice Australia. Greg Bondar is State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Back with us, Greg. Welcome back to 2020. Oh, thank you, Neil. Delighted to be here as usual. Now, let's talk about something right in the middle of your neck of the woods, uh, the euthanasia issue in New South Wales. You're saying there's an online questionnaire on the New South Wales Voluntary Assisted Dying Bill, and it's misleading. What's uh, what, what's so misleading about it? Oh, Neil, this is a real worry because um, New South Wales Parliament have now allowed online questionnaires to be created, which is a new thing, and it came in recently. Now, someone someone in Parliament has started a questionnaire on the Voluntary Assisted Dying Bill, uh, but it's grossly misleading. In, in point of fact, when you go to the questionnaire, which I've completed, you go through it and it asks you a number of questions. But of course, it doesn't tell you the facts. And one of the things it tells you, it, it, it says is that, uh, you know, would you like to support um, voluntary assisted dying uh, to make sure that eligible persons with terminal illness can access it? Uh, you know, we want to create a procedure and regulate it. But they don't tell you in the questionnaire, you know. Why don't they ask the question, would you still elect to have voluntary assisted dying if there was proven palliative care to extend your life. They won't ask those questions. So we're saying to everybody in New South Wales, please get online and make sure that you click the oppose button. We do not want this bill to be going through. It's just a real danger to everybody. We've actually called it a forced assisted dying. It's a fad. That's all it is now. Okay. So (laughs) what we're talking about here is spin doctors who have crafted the questionnaire in such a way that it makes the whole bill look like it's such a welcoming and wonderful thing for families. And uh, when spin doctors get in there, I mean, there has to be spin on every side of the argument. Uh, Some would be complaining if it was Greg Bondar who'd written the questionnaire. (laughs) But uh, somebody's got to write the questionnaire. But the trouble with that is the spin doctors who are writing it, they're the ones who are expressing their own opinion about how the bill would look in the eyes of ordinary Aussies. Oh, absolutely. And this questionnaire was actually created, I don't quite know 100%, but it was created by one of the uh, you know, co-sponsors of the bill. So it's obviously pro-euthanasia. In point of fact, Neil, I will be starting my own questionnaire and my questions will be totally different. It will be asking people, will you support VAD if there's palliative care? Do you believe in hope? Where there's hope, there is life. Will you support a, a bill is actually in some cases causing pain when they administer voluntary assisted dying. So depending on the questions that you ask, and I know that uh, uh, Megan Best, Professor Megan Best, has often said that the questions when they are changed changes the response from people very much anti-VAD now. 
Well, uh, we've had some conversations about palliative care on this program and uh, you couldn't listen to those without saying why are our governments ignoring palliative care when it comes mm. to this issue of euthanasia? And and in some sense here, when you appreciate modern developments in palliative care and the lack of attention to that by our governments, yeah. you've got this assisted suicide bill and uh, yeah. I know you're describing it as the abandonment of care. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I want to just urge everybody in New South Wales, please, Neil, to get onto the New South Wales government website, fill in the questionnaire, please, and and tick oppose. Because you only have till Monday, 22nd of November, so there's a couple of weeks. But we want to make sure, and I'm, I'm telling everybody in Family Voice Australia, uh, nationally, in fact, to get on there and make sure that you say no. Well, most states in Australia have abandoned care as it stands, mm. and New South Wales, uh, last state standing in this sense. Uh, just yep. to draw attention, overseas in the UK, they're on the other side of all of this where they've had some uh, euthanasia already legislated and now they're trying to try and draw things back here. Uh, any thoughts about some things going on in the UK? Yes, I'm, I'm talking very closely to a number of Christian uh, organisations in the UK. There is huge opposition opposition to this bill at the moment, Neil, because in point of fact, again, they've got a misleading bill. Uh, they're not telling you the facts. And even the doctors over there are really opposed to it because it puts unnecessary burden on them as doctors, as medical practitioners. So I'm going to follow this carefully because there's huge opposition to it in the UK at the moment. You're also following along closely what's happening with our national curriculum and the Federal Education Minister standing up in some sense here, well, for what we might say more broadly is common sense, but standing up for a Christian position here. The proposed national curriculum, uh, it's under heavy criticism from the Federal Education Minister, Alan Tudge. Absolutely, and I think we've got to, you know, um, take our hats off to him. He has done a wonderful job. Now, Neil, I don't want to be, you know, gloating or anything, but look, I've got five university degrees, and in actual fact, I've got a master's in education, uh, and I did a lot of curriculum development, and I have to tell you that the current national curriculum is wacko. In point of fact, as Alan Tudge pointed out, the current curriculum, Neil, listen to this, gives the impression that nothing nothing bad happened uh, before 1788 and almost nothing good has happened since it also downplays the western heritage of our of our culture and our and our society and in point of fact now listen to this now it omits historical figures it doesn't even mention them like menzies howard whitlam it just leaves them out so what they've done is they're erasing erasing christianity from our past heritage and this is a real issue because you know, you and I both know that the Judeo-Christian Foundation is the way this country began its political system and also, the first, if you want to go back to the First Fleet, it's very important. But this national curriculum at the moment has been hijacked by the loony left, Neil, and we've got to stand up and make our voices heard. <laughs> well, I imagine some special honour t- to the Minister, uh, Alan Tudge, here, because uh, he's saying that he's made it absolutely clear to the Australian Curriculum Assessment and Reporting Authority that uh, he wants this reworked. Uh, that's, uh, of course, it's a big challenge. Absolutely. ACRA, of course, the Australian Curriculum Assessment and Reporting Authority, as I said, has been hijacked. Unfortunately, it's going down the woke cancel culture uh, you know, platform. 
And, and it's important because, look, I have to tell you that changing society starts from education. Now, if the loony left have hijacked the ACRA, the, the national curriculum, then it's going to take generations before we come to a situation where people will say, hang on, what about the real history of our past? You know, Menzies, you know, Whitlam, Howard. We've got to consider these people. And not only that, but Western civilization is the foundation for proper society to work. And we do need a Christian worldview. And Alan Tudge is promoting this. And we, we, we actually have, have asked all our people, our, our supporters, to write to Alan Tudge and saying, thank you, Minister, for taking a very, very considered and reasonable approach to national curriculum on behalf of the mums and dads of Australia. You talk about the loony left, uh, those people who are pushing for the idea of separating our children from mm. our heritage in the past. And when we as Christians reflect on that, we say, well, our Christianity has helped shape Australia being a peaceful and prosperous nation. And so mm. to separate our children from the history is to set them up for change into the future. And as Christians, uh, we would say there's only a downward spiral to go from there. Uh, we need to keep working on those peaceful, prosperous foundations for our economy. Any thoughts here yeah. about uh, this yeah. separation of our children? Children are the issue here. Absolutely. Look, a survey was conducted that 40% of young Australians, now I am disturbed by this, they say that, it, that a non-democratic government may be preferable to a democratic government. But further, they say, it does not matter what kind of government system we have. What a catastrophe. I mean, what they're saying is now they've been indoctrinated to believe that totalitarianism, uh, communism, uh, socialism is acceptable. Well, it's not acceptable. You know, it, it's just not. If you look at the overseas situations, you only have to see that, you know, under Stalin, there were more more people killed than under, than under uh, Hitler. And, and these, these sort of political systems do not work. We don't want them. So why is the national curriculum promoting such systems? I have to say that you need to stand up and just make your voice heard, people, you know, because it's the only way we're going to change it. <laughs> Sometimes you make your voice heard and it's often as easy as sending off an email. Uh, writing a handwritten le letter is, uh, is a good thing too or picking up the phone and making a call. Uh, there's often a choice. You can, you can put your protest in and put your reasons why you'd be protesting why things ought to change. Uh, you're also encouraging people to... Uh, to a pat on the back for the Education Minister, Alan Tudge. You've got a link on your website of how you can thank the Minister. Uh, how do listeners yeah. do that today? Look, it's very easy, Neil. Please go to our website and, and go to the Campaigns um, tab icon. Get in there and, uh, and just very easy to follow. All you do is click, click, put your name to it and just thank him that he's taking a really, really, uh, 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 you know, a really logical step towards making education what it's meant to be. You know, we don't want it to go to the left because the kids are being taught the wrong moral and, and ethical values on what it means to be a true Australian. And I think, you know, and as I said, I was an immigrant, you know, I came here in, in a ship um, back in 19, whatever it was, you know, and, and I have to tell you, I love Australia. But at the same time, I came away from a regime was going to be, you know, one that uh, 
you know, persecuted you. In point of fact, you know, as I said, uh, the Russians were coming into Hungary and, and, and it was a situation where mum said, come on, dad said, we're getting out of here. And I wanted to come to Australia that's going to give me a lifestyle that is, that is based on ethical and moral values. But I don't want to be going to the left now. That would be a disappointment to my grandchildren. <laughs> yes. Well, I know you're encouraging our listeners today to pray for this situation. And, you know, you might have a realistic thought. Uh, the cynic in me says bureaucrats seem to be running the show, not the minister. And, yeah. uh, and so good to hear that the minister is being absolutely crystal clear in calling for the review to include those things. But there have been reviews before and nothing has changed. I mean, Kevin Donnelly, uh, Dr. Kevin Donnelly and yep. Ken Wiltshire, they were involved in a uh, a review back to 2014. And, and uh, Kevin Donnelly, who will be my guest next week on the program, mm-hmm. uh, he's uh, obviously, uh, you know, uh, disappointed that when they did their review back then, Nothing changed. Nothing happened. Yeah. So you wonder yeah. why these things can happen like this when a minister, the minister who is in charge, calls for these things to happen and then the bureaucrats say, sorry, minister, nothing's changing. I mean, you've yeah, got to well, be a little bit cynical about that, but uh, that's where you've got to rely on some level of prayer to intervene. Absolutely. Now, look, Kevin Donnelly, I had him on my um, webinar program last week. Uh, he was wonderful. Kevin also was a, uh, worked for a minister, as I did, uh, when I didn't like something that came from the department, I put a great big uh, ink mark over it and say, return, come back with something more reasonable because the bureaucrats do run ministries generally. In this case, Alan Tudge has shown himself to be a man of belief, a man of substance, and I think we need to um, support him. And so please send him a note and say, Thank you, Minister. <clears throat> uh, let's uh, finish on a, a bit of a high note because we've been hearing uh, just a few trickle-throughs and I'm going to be doing some more on this in, more in depth, but there's a new report. It highlights that there's an increasing spiritual openness as one in three Australians are thinking more about God as a result of the pandemic. What have you been uh, assessing about this new report? Yeah, look, I actually went to uh, online and it was a webinar held by Mark McCrindle and his team. Uh, I went through it and I was so encouraged to get this report from uh, uh, Mark's people because what it's showing you is that, Neil, God works in mysterious ways. I mean, a lot of us didn't want COVID, but look what's happened. People are actually turning to God. They're questioning their faith. They're questioning their own morality. They're questioning life. This is really positive because it's bringing people to God. And I think that's important. But not only that, Neil, it's important because in the survey, as a, uh, religious discrimination uh, is, is something that the young people are telling. Three in ten Australians are saying they have experienced religious discrimination. Not only that, but the younger Australians are saying more likely to be discriminated against than the baby boomers. This is wonderful research because we need to highlight this with government. And in point of fact, Neil, as I'll be mentioning shortly, I've got a meeting with the Attorney-General next week and we're going to highlight these facts because religious discrimination is not on from a faith perspective, Neil. Well, young people susceptible to religious discrimination more than older people. I think that's what you were saying there, this research reflects. Uh, There's an extra burden on older Australians 
to be able to encourage those younger mm. Australians who are either in church or outside uh, to be able to resist that sort of discrimination when it comes and to be able to stand firm yeah. uh, for where they want to go and what they want to believe and how they want to be able to say it because that's all yeah. under attack right now. Hey, uh, you've just got on, just on that, yep. Neil. Just quickly, it, what's really encouraging, and you know, in the fine print, is that sixty-seven percent of people surveyed said that they would attend a church, either in person or online, if they were invited by a friend or a family member. So there's a real challenge out there for everyone, Neil. And you know, on a Friday, Greg, I I, I very rarely ever miss the opportunity to encourage listeners. Uh, yep. that when they're going along to their church and when they haven't been able to go to their church, mm. uh, having church in their living room streamed, uh, I say either invite someone personally to go to your local church with you or mm. share that link so that others can join you in a living room nearby and experience church. So, yes, this it's very powerful to be able to invite someone to go along yep. to church with you because that research affirms that people are open to go along to church when they are invited. Hey, you've Absolutely. got a you've got a special meeting on next week. You're going to be meeting with the Attorney General, Michaelia Cash, and I know listeners are very concerned about what's coming with the religious discrimination bill. It won't be too long now. That's going to be out in the open. We're all going to know what's in there. You've got a special personal meeting with the Attorney General, Greg. Yeah, yeah I have, Neil, and I've put together a panel of leading Christian and faith leaders. Uh, four or five of us have got together under under uh, Family Voice. And what we're going to be doing is talking to the Attorney-General. Now, I have to congratulate the AG. Uh, she has taken it upon herself to talk to organisations like Family Voice. We have issues of concern. We'll be sharing these with her, as she will with us. But it's so good that she's made time to listen to Family Voice, and that's a really good give feedback to a bill that's going to be released very shortly and we need to make sure that our voice is heard on behalf of all our members and supporters nationally now. No doubt we'll be talking about that bill a lot when Mm. it is tabled, when it is released and we can talk about it. Greg Bonda, Family Voice Australia, State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. A number of campaigns we mentioned. You'll find links for those that you can participate in. Familyvoice.org.au is the website. Familyvoice.org.au. Greg Bonda, thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil, and every blessing. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.